This episode is brought to you by Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, Helmuth Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, uh, Adrian Dickies, a candidate for the state Senate, and two state house reps, Jeff Shipley and Helena Hayes. Thanks, thanks for your support of high school football. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and it's the Muscatine Report, and some of the, the, the pairings are out. We have Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal. Welcome to the program, Ryan. Good to be here, as always. Thanks. Well, you were back at uh, Columbus for uh, what turned out to, to be a machine rolling hard. Yeah, um, for sure. It was uh, close at the end of the first, 7-6 seven, seven, Columbus at the end of the first, um, but um, but yeah, they just kind of steamrolled uh, Makokota Valley from, from there on. Um, Caden Amagon had over 250 yards and four touchdowns, and they just every everything they did just seemed to work. Yeah, they uh, sixty-two points, a lot of points put up in a playoff game against a playoff team, wouldn't you think? Yeah, definitely. But uh, they they just you know couldn't stop making big plays. They I think they even kind of um, at one point even were a little more concerned with running clock out than busting these big uh, uh, you know. 40, 50 yard touchdown runs, but they, they just, you know, you can't, I don't know. You can't uh, tell kids to let up at that point. So just tell them to keep playing hard. So, uh, but yeah, they just, they, uh, I think kind of, we, we've talked about that, that community and what this uh, run means to uh, Columbus there. And, um, and I think that that just, there was like overwhelming uh, support and energy and, um, just kind of motivation for that team last night and and it just carried over into the game and lasted throughout the entire game and and even into the kind of the post game uh celebration there so what was uh what was it like for the community to uh not only get this playoff game after a long drought of losing seasons but then to get to not only get a win but get such a resounding win i mean what what was columbus like columbus junction like last night yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, it, it it maybe helped some relieve some nerves there by halftime when uh, you know you get out to a two touchdown lead at halftime, and uh, and a team kind of built to to uh, have a lead or play with a lead, you know, kind of grind out some keep the clock running and stuff. So so the stands were getting a little rowdy, and I think the the student section and and parents and stuff they were. Uh, kind of got to enjoy the game a little bit more that that uh, it wasn't like a week ago sitting through a, a nail biter in Albernet, but um, but you know uh, talking to the coaches, players, um, and, and we kind of touched on it last week when we were recapping the Albernet game there in Columbus. Um, that that did some good for for uh, the Columbus football team and uh, and. Um, Maybe not, maybe not outright losing. You never want to lose, but but uh, facing um, some adversity like that, and and they they just kind of rolled through uh, first whatever seven seven weeks of the season, um, aside from maybe like a half against Pekin or something. But um, they, you know, they they kind of needed some adversity, and they kind of needed to be tested to uh, to. Um, 
kind of evaluate themselves, I guess. And uh, and so that that Al Burnett game. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I had to clear my throat there. But uh, um, you know, that was that was kind of the difference, though. Um, now looking at this second round, Al Burnett is hosting. Or uh, yeah, where's that Al Burnett game? Um, yeah, Al Burnett is hosting East Buchanan next week, and Columbus Woo! is is on the road against uh, Grundy Center. So that Grundy is Center. exciting. Well, we'll let our listeners know what the uh, uh, Columbus played Market Valley last night, and uh, I think they're both Wildcats. And yep, uh, what yep, was the so, final score? Uh, sixty-two to fourteen. Sixty-two to fourteen, and moving on. To play Grundy Center, uh, well, it, it looks like uh, Albernet got a tough draw in the next round. Yeah, um, that's that is you know during the regular season we talked about stacked districts, and uh, the you know the way they do it um, throughout the state is uh, they kind of get through this first round and then reseed the remaining teams uh, into like four team pods and. Um, you know, we talked about districts being kind of the district of death or, or real, you know, tough, tougher districts than in certain places than others. Um, this pod C in class A, you got East Buchanan at, at Alburnett, uh, Columbus at Grundy Center. Um, all four teams ended up ranked uh, East Buchanan, number seven, Alburnett, number eight, Columbus, number 10, Grundy Center, number two. That's by the last regular season rankings. But, uh, and it's, as far as I can tell, it's the only pod, at least in class A, if not more, that, uh, um, the worst record is eight and one. Every team is eight and one, except for Grundy Center. Grundy Center's nine and up. Wow. Wow. It's, uh, it's, uh, well, you know what? It's the playoffs. And it's the second round. It's time to strap it on and play the big boys, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. But, uh, just kind of, just... Uh, I guess goes to show that um, that that the cream ri- rose to the top by the end of the regular season here, and uh, and, and there wasn't there wasn't a ton of upsets around the area in the first round. So which, which I guess you know, guess you don't really expect many, but but yeah, you get down to 16 teams here, and you're you're bound to run into good to great teams somewhere along the way. So now is now is when that it really sorts out. All right. Well, uh, what else is going on over there at Muscatine this week? Um, uh, Muscatine, they lost uh, at Davenport West. Um, that ends their season. Davenport West did get into the playoffs with the win in 5A. Um, Ty Kozad for Muscatine went over 2,000 yards for the season rushing uh, in 20 touchdowns. Those are both school records, as you could imagine. Um I think I have this right. He's the first because because football didn't have 5A up until a few years ago. So he's the first he's the first running back to go over 2000 yards in class 5A history because I mean there's a little bit of a caveat there because it's fairly new. But first 5A running back to go over 2000 yards in a season. Well, he's earned a nickname and I'm about to break it out for the first time ever. Yeah, what's that? You're only bad, bad Ty Kozad. <laughs> I like it. Well, I'm going to interview him here after you. Yeah, 
Uh, I've interviewed him a few times. He's, he's a good interview. Um, I'm sure it'll be great. And, uh, you know, uh, tell him I said congrats and hello and uh, all of that good stuff. I'm surprised he's not on a visit today or something somewhere on a college campus. Well, I think he might be. <laughs> Call me yeah. from there. Uh, but, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's a senior. He's just a junior. He's, he's back just a junior. junior? Yep. Oh, well, that's good, because I'll be able to use that nickname again next year. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and then uh, elsewhere in the area, uh, the Journal uh, 0 for 3 and the other playoff games. Um, North Lynn, that's a very, very good team there. They beat Wapolo 45 to nothing. Um, Wapolo had uh, one of their best linemen, uh, Ryan McDonough go out um, late in the season that really hurt him up front. He was a two way starter uh, and kind of in just, you know, team leader, senior. So, uh, so that was a big blow and they were kind of up against it all year as, as we've talked about. Um, I have some, some pretty impressive, you know, we, we talked about Kozad's numbers and those are uh, certainly impressive. Um, some career numbers for, for Wapolo's Jake Gustafson. Uh, he had 2,244 rushing yards for his career and 1,292 receiving yards for his career. So, so that's a pretty well-rounded, uh, athlete there and, um, looking forward to seeing maybe if he could, uh, make some noise in, in track later this year, but, but, uh, super great, uh, uh, football career there for him. Now, was he a senior? Yes. So, well, yep, uh, we salute you. And uh, we've been talking about you all year long. And, and uh, Scotty Melvin is a, a big fan. Big fan. He yeah. always talks about him. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of great uh, senior running backs, Nolan DeLong at Durant, his career came to an end. They Durant lost to MFL Marmac. Forty-eight to uh, forty-eight to twelve. Um, DeLong was seventeenth uh, player in, in state history um, to go over six thousand rushing yards for his career. Uh, so can't say enough about about his career. I'm sure he's gonna be playing on Saturdays next fall. So, um, so his playing days are by no means over, but. Um, but, you know, just big, big shout out to everything he's done for, for Durant the last four years. Well, he also earned a nickname from me. Yeah, what's that? Strolling Nolan. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I like Bad Bad Ty Kozad a little better, but, uh, but yeah, all right, all right. Well, yeah, that's that was a, that's a real good one. Yep, yep. Uh, and especially you kind of, you kind of pulled on some heartstrings there. I played, uh, tuba in the band, uh, for high school and we played like pet band before, uh, basketball games and everything. And, and I think if you gave me a tuba, I haven't played it since high school, but I think I could still pull off, uh, that, that song, bad, bad Leroy Brown on tuba a little <laughs> bit. And if it anyway, <laughs> we might have to get some theme music going. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, West Liberty, that was the other area game um, for us. They lost to Waller 62 to nothing. So not not uh, the way you wanted to go out on the scoreboard, but um, lot, lots of great seniors there on, on that team um, going out. Drake Collins, he'll be playing in the, the Blue-Gray Senior All-American game coming up. So that's a pretty big honor for him, and, and I'm sure he's looking forward to wrestling season and going for a, a state title in wrestling, but, um, but you know, a great career there and, um, West Liberty couldn't quite make, uh, one of their patented postseason runs, I guess. Well, uh, you know, if you're, if you made it to the playoffs, you have a pretty good season, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. Uh, a, a, a big, big win in itself. And, and like I was, um, you know, even, Kind of following Columbus here the past couple of weeks, uh, just talking to him and everything. Um, yeah, like you said, just making the playoffs is an accomplishment, and that's you can still kind of um, you can still be uh, make your contribution to the program, like short term, long term, with um, making the playoffs because that's what that's what you play for is is to build programs that have um, playoff streaks that are six, seven years long or, or more, or, or, you know, X number of state state tournament birds, you know, or whatever. Um, uh, just, you know, see your, see your class year up on a banner somewhere or something. That, that's what, that's what it's all about. So uh, any, any chance you can, can do that. That's a huge win. What about what coach Lequid did by turning this team around uh, and turning them back into winners and, Kind of, he kind of came there with this plan and uh, put a lot of years into it, and now it's right there in front of him. Uh, uh, what, what is it that he was able to accomplish there? That, that uh, or I don't know how he did it, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I, I think he, he deserves a ton of credit, um, but but it kind of even goes back a little bit further than that. You know, um, I interviewed Caden Amagon after the game, and and he said. Uh, they kind of came in with the mindset that they wanted to build a winner when he was a freshman. So um, Coach Leck was in his third season, uh, but was but was around um, the school and everything. I'm pretty sure he was a uh, boys basketball coach for a while and maybe did a season of both, but then went all in on the football program and has put in a ton of off-season work, and um, Caden Amagon's dad is a big part of that, too. He's, yeah, that's what Coach Leckler said. He came in as a strength yep. and conditioning guy, and uh, yep. uh, he gives him as much credit as anybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's been um, and just kind of uh, an all-around effort there. Like, I think even kind of some, some state appearances in cross-country with, with Steve Riley there at uh, Columbus. I know it's kind of um, – they're kind of competing for the same pool of kids going out for cross-country football. But they went to state a couple of years in a row to, to get the ball rolling. Um, they got some – they have some good softball players down there. Um, and uh, kind of bouncing back in some other sports, they had to go a year without girls basketball um, over kind of the, the COVID year. They just couldn't even field the team but came back and had a couple of wins. So um, uh, just kind of uh, an all-around dedication to the athletic program down there by some some classes going through that high school, and it's just made a world of difference. Well, it is a, it's a, a bittersweet interview with you here. 
as uh, um, is it just Columbus that's going on now? Or? Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so they'll they'll be playing next Friday yet, and uh, we'll we'll take it from there. I guess you know, like like uh, anybody, it's um, kind of a week by week uh, proposition now at the during the football season. Well, you got to win three games to get uh, into the dome. And uh, uh, we had a few teams step forward. and uh, But as often happens, half of Southeast Iowa seems to be put out by the other half. And uh, the, yeah. the teams tend to dwindle down pretty quick. But we've got some real exciting uh, uh, football left. Uh, yep. And uh, I thank you for everything you did this season. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Um, I think I'm good. All right. Well, it's been the Muscatine Report with the Muscatine Journal's finest journalist, Ryan Timmerman. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks as always. Uh, glad to be a part of all of this. So, um, best best of ever. Best of luck for in the future and everything. So, uh, we'll talk to you down the road. All right.